1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of the new league season in Scotland. Yes, we've not even started yet and already we've got a managerial casualty as Motherwell part ways with Graham Alexander. Rangers will get things underway at Livingston tomorrow with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst targeting a quick start and Ange Postacoglu says other managers don't pay enough attention to figure out his style after a year in Scotland. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Kenny Miller and he's back for the new season looking Fitter and younger than ever After some warm weather training It's Hugh Keevans Listen The removal of Graham Alexander Was as inevitable As it was unavoidable You simply cannot survive Home and away defeats From Sligo Rovers The fifth best team In the League of Ireland But I do not believe That what happened to Motherwell Reflects badly on the Premiership as a whole I do believe it reflects badly on Graham Alexander And the Motherwell players But on the eve of the new season We have Celtic and Rangers about to provide us With a magnificent two-horse race for the title We have Robbie Nielsen on an extended contract at Hearts Who will do good things there with Lauren Shankland up front for him We've got Jack Ross who I think will pick up Where Tam Courts left off at Dundee United And we've got the start of the Jim Goodwin revolution at Pataudry So it was right that Mother will get rid of Graham Alexander It's wrong to say it reflects poorly on Scottish football as a whole Kenny Miller, happy new season <laughs> we even started yet We're talking about managers Losing their jobs Scottish football eh? Never a dull moment It is absolutely incredible That on the eve of the League openers That we're talking about A managerial casualty already I mean I think You look at it and Yeah it's poor results But If they believe it Maybe Graham wasn't the man To take the club forward Could it have been done Maybe before Or maybe at the end of the season To give a new manager time I mean What it does is it throws it throws Motherwell 48 hours before their game to go into a league opener without a manager. It's, it's incredible to think of, but like you say, we're looking forward to the, the first games tomorrow. Absolutely intriguing title race it will be, there's no doubt. I think it's a toss of the coin at the moment. Once you're a few games in and you've seen how new signings have settled and uh, and you can see maybe where you may have a better idea of where the league's going to finish up. But at the moment, absolutely no clue. If, if you qualify for Europe, Kenny, then... How does it look if you then bin the manager? So I think they kept them in the hope that things would mm. pick up. It doesn't look great now. <laughs> I yeah. know that. Well, listen, we'll get to the specifics of Motherwell and Graham Alexander. I'm absolutely certain. Pick up that phone and let us know your thoughts. Motherwell fans, interested observers, take it away. 01419511025. Uh, are you looking forward to the season, Hugh? Do you still get that excitement after... Many years of seeing I, these things come around I'll tell you the absolute truth If I wasn't looking forward to the new season I wouldn't waste your time by coming in here My first full season on Clyde One Super Scoreboard was 1985-86 And I'm looking forward to tomorrow as much as I did then uh, I, I do believe that Rangers and Celtic 14 new signings Will be even better than they were last season and I do believe that the two-horse race will be a classic, magnificent. And I think they start off with very interesting fixtures this weekend. Livy, always the surprise packet. Terrible pitch. Marvin Bartley screaming abuse from the side. <sighs> That's an interesting one for Rangers. And Jim Goodwin with the 
revolutionised Aberdeen He has taken a flamethrower to the place And he had to And they will be interesting opponents for Celtic Come Sunday afternoon Lots to look forward to Kenny Of course we talk about Title races Relegation battles And as we've already Had a flavour of We've got Graham Alexander We're going to get VAR Round the corner The, the drama The controversy That'll always be there That's a certainty And hopefully we get some good Footballing discussions as well Yeah we will do You know we've got some Really really strong teams I mean we've got a really strong Two teams You know not just Better than the rest With good individuals They're really really good teams I think And I'm really intrigued to see them And excited to see them Both in European football This year Hopefully Both teams into the Champions League So you've got that Again for me Hearts are really really strong I think they've recruited pretty well So it's, uh, it'll be an interesting race For third, fourth, fifth and sixth This season uh, After I mean how tight it was last season I can see it being something similar again So really looking forward to the whole season And it's uh, Again There's a few players that have been signed that for for a lot of teams over the country that really really excite you and it'll be interesting to see how they settle into their respective clubs right come on then this is it it's the eve of the new league season how are you feeling has it got that Christmas Eve feel about it how much are you looking forward to it all your hopes your dreams your predictions this is your last chance because come tomorrow lunchtime we'll just start being knee jerk about every good and bad result so this is your last chance before a ball is kicked to get your predictions and your hopes across And of course Motherwell fans Or anyone else out there who's got an opinion on it Graham Alexander is no longer the Motherwell manager On the eve of the new season A lot to get through with that So pick up the phone please And let us know 01419511025 Let me give you the facts If you like the official line Is that Motherwell have parted company with Graham Alexander uh, By mutual consent He's been in charge for 18 months He did finish 5th in the league And a place in Europe but a 3-0 aggregate defeat in Europa Conference League qualifying to Sligo Rovers. That means both parties agreed he would leave. It was a 2-0 defeat in Ireland last night, a 1-0 defeat last week. And uh, it has been the end. Chairman Jim McMahon uh, revealed, according to the club, that the manager approached the club's board on Friday morning this morning to discuss his exit. It says, Graham asked to speak with us early on Friday and everyone agreed it would be best to make the change We asked Graham to reverse our fortunes When he arrived 18 months ago And he did that uh, And it goes on Things haven't gone well For a spell in 2022 I think it's three league wins In 2022 mm. um, I think there was a victory In the cup in there um, The so, fact that, that They qualify for Europe On the back of that Is amazing The three wins in 2022 And you still make Europe It shows you how tight it was Over the course Like from Fourth down to tenth last year It was incredible So to get through And qualify Firstly get into the top six And that gives you the opportunity To get to Europe With three wins out of 22 Was absolutely sensational mm. You know it shows like Your Aberdeens Your Hibs Where they actually Really really toiled And again Hugh I'm never too sure How much these things matter Everyone is going to Just say that Graham Alexander was sacked you have to take Jim McMahon at face value He says that Graham went to them this morning And it was all mutually done Will most people believe that? Probably not no. But again, I don't know how much it matters How much time are we going to waste Accusing anyone of, of lying That may well have been the way it played out I simply go by what Graham Alexander said In the immediate aftermath of the game In Sligo when he met the media He said That's football for you Fans are fickle Because they were saying You're getting sacked in the morning uh, which turned out to be true uh, But I believe that Graham Alexander at that point Was talking about Fans are fickle We qualified for Europe And had to do a lap of honour And then in the next game yeah. We're out of Europe And I am getting nailed 
Not the words of a man who's preparing to quit. Yeah. Okay, 01419511025. Andy is a Motherwell fan. He's from Motherwell. How are you feeling about it all tonight, Andy? Um, relieved, maybe, is the right word to say. Just to, to stress that this has been going on for last season. This is the, 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 the two results against uh, Sligo are, are the, the kind of final kind of thing for me. Um, I was actually up for part of the reunion tickets and tickets for Sunday um, when the team bus came in and they all looked pretty dejected. But the performances last season were, were terrible. It was hard watching and you guys cover it. Um, I, I think that the, the board had gave him the, this is a kind of reward for getting into Europe, but you know he's no fixed any of the problems. He never replaced Tony Watt. Um, the goalkeeper kind of keeps his in games and probably adds to some of the points that helped his get into Europe. Three three wins in for Boxing Day in the league um, is, is terrible. And we don't have a right to beat anybody. We're, we're only motherful, but the, the the style of play we've got, the, it just was rotten to watch. Um, he couldn't change a game. He wasn't prepared to listen. Um, and, and I, it's, it's up as runners now and we'll, we'll see what happens but the damage has been done with it, a terrible start to the season the players need to take responsibility for that last night um, because that was shocking there was, you know, they were losing tackles that they should never have been losing and there seemed a, a, a real you know, wacky fight and effort um, you know, you guys say that players don't down the tools but that certainly seemed what it looked like for me last night I mean, Hugh Andy says relief is his main uh-huh. emotion. If I was to hazard a guess, I, th- I think we'll struggle to find any Motherwell fans who thought it was the wrong decision today. And if we find any, it, it won't be many. No. So maybe that tells its own story. You'll get no callers tonight who will complain about the decision, even if, though it's on the eve of of the league starting. I think it, it's you know it's a bad business, but they've settled it at a good time because you've got thirty eight games to play. They're playing a St Mirren team who are no better than Motherwell are to kick off their season on Sunday. Andy, to be fair, to him and all the other Motherwell supporters, they haven't just called in today. I've been listening to them last season when Motherwell were on the way to Europe but on the back of a thoroughly mediocre run of results. So Andy is only being truthful. The Motherwell fans lost interest in Graham Alexander a long time ago. Uh, and if that's the case, Kenny, can you ever... Get that back Because it was well, we, we did this a lot last season Everybody knows that it was a 5th place finished And it was it was Europe But the fans still weren't that over the moon about it So when, once you lose that And it certainly was lost over the last couple of Thursdays is it, was, was there an inevitability about it? It definitely feels that way uh, I mean the one thing I would say about uh, About the league finish And the, and the place and the qualification for Europe For me I think you have to judge a manager over if he gets a season, what is the objectives for the season? You know, I'm sure at the start of the season, Motherwell's objectives would be top six. And if they can get into Europe, it would be incredible. Mm. Well, that was achieved. I do understand there was a couple of runs throughout that. And they were aided also by some really, really poor performances and runs from another mm-hmm. four or five teams. I think so. It's, we'll funny, to- it's funny that though, isn't it? Because you're right. If you take a step back, how can you not acknowledge that that was a... A successful season overall But then I saw the point made a lot last year That if he had started the season like that He might have got sacked at Christmas anyway But, but, but he never You know we're dealing in facts here yeah. We're no surmising We're no going on Like as the, the facts are Fifth place finish 
qualification for Europe offer Motherwell and any fan that at the start of the season mm. they rip your hand off for it Andy what do you make of that as a defence? Um, well what I would say to Kenny is if any other manager had won three games uh, for Boxing Day how many of them would have stayed in the, the job regardless of what team they were in that, that is you know the first half of the season was, was okay but you know we're watching this every week we're seeing what's happening you know the greatest of respect Kenny you, you're not watching that every week and having played football you'll know that the footer there was dreadful the, the, the ball spent more time and space than it did on the grass um, you know it, it wasn't good enough and it was never going to get any better we, we've just been played off the park for a very um, average Irish league team Managers, mm-hmm. managers always take the hit because it's simple if they sack one man and sack a dressing room. But the Motherwell players don't get off with this either because, as I say, it's inevitable and it's justifiable that uh, Motherwell will get rid of Graham Alexander this evening. But how bad was last night and the last two well, Thursdays? Sligo Rovers have played fourteen European ties at their place on the west coast of Ireland. Prior to last night's game. They had been beaten by, uh, or sorry, they had only beaten two teams. One was from Malta and one was from Lithuania. So last night, those Motherwell players joined the Maltese and the Lithuanians in being that bad. I understand the manager has to go, but I hope there's a big dressing room mirror at Fir Park because a few of them should be having a look in it. Yeah, what about that, Andy? I mean, are you now relieved because you said you're relieved? Does that mean everything's going to be rosy and the season's going to be okay? Or actually, is is the new manager left with a team that that might struggle to have a successful campaign? No, that, that's a, a fair point. The, the players, as I said, um, were, were, were shocking yesterday and last Thursday. You know, I don't think they had a shot in target over two games. Um, so no, that, that it's no you know relieved that one party it's gone, but. The next manager that's trying to get a job in his hand, he's still got a few weeks left of a window to try and bring in a couple of players that's going to to, to bolster that team. But they're very powder puff. You know, they, they seem a lack of fight. They seem they don't know what they're doing. Um, you know, that's probably down to his confidence. Um, but, I mean, last week at third part, they got a fantastic back. Um, and, you know, four or five minutes out after he's in the back foot. That shouldn't be the case. We need a manager who's got to come in the eye that's going to... You know, no tolerate players that no one to stand up and get counted. Motherwell fans don't expect to be winning leagues or winning cups. What they like to see is a bit of fight and a, and a, a wee bit of dig, and that's been lacking for most of this year. Yeah, it's interesting, Kenny, because inevitably this leads to lots of discussions. Well, maybe that's just where we're at, and look how bad the Scottish league is, and you're disrespecting the Irish league. But Motherwell Colts beat Sligo three years ago in the Challenge Cup. Motherwell's under-20s team beat Sligo's first team in the Challenge Cup a couple of years ago. We know that they're mid-table in Ireland. We know that Aidan Keener, who was the sort of main man up front for them, played for Falkirk and Queen's Park in the past, as you well know. So I don't think it's been disrespectful in any way to suggest that our teams, our full-time teams, should have aspirations of not losing those games. And they should, and quite right, and, and I absolutely get it, Andy. I do understand that the football and, and the running results has not maybe been too pleasing on the eye for the Motherwell fans. I do get that. All I was saying was that if you offered, you, if I had offered you that at the start of the season without seeing a ball kicked, I think you would have taken it. The flip side of the of the, the termination of the contract is as well. 
it is the timing which I, f- I find it is it's a real tough there is still a lot of the transfer window left which Andy says but how much recruitment had already been mm-hmm. done under the previous manager and that's where I think that there is just the result is such a bad result and I can get it off the back of the, the, the three wins in the in the league since since Boxing Day it doesn't it doesn't make for good reading for Graham and his team and like you say the players have to take a responsibility to that as well so I get both sides of it but like I say there is there is always two sides of the coin you know and I think mm. success of a European finish is is undoubted for, for Mullerwell and any fan Um, it shows you the sort of the, the double-edged nature of this Peter Gordon made an interesting point on Twitter right? He says It's ironic You strive so hard to qualify for Europe Then you get sacked after losing in the first round If Motherwell had finished one place lower last season Alexander could still be in post oh. When this season kicks off and, and that's why It's a bit like the League Cup it's Slightly different But when you play these important games Before the league starts It can really put you in the back foot Before we've even you know, got to the Premiership yeah. And that's, well, that's clearly what's happened This is more than the back foot well, I'm afraid you just have to live with that the, the kind of sliding doors effect here. Uh, you know, if you hadn't qualified for Europe, you'd be starting off against St Mirren on Sunday. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, he did qualify for Europe. The club clearly had sufficient belief in him to let him go through the summer. He was right to say after the first game at Fir Park, it's only half time in the tie. You cannot at that point say. I don't care if it's only half time You won't make it through the second game You have to give them all Players and manager a chance But he has failed again And the players have failed again And I think it's absolutely right to do it now Because you've got plenty of time In which to rectify what has gone before Yeah, thank you to Andy I mean, Rob C says Great news Ian McGregor says It's been coming Fans wanted it since January Marcus says No surprise And Glenn Barry says Absolutely delighted with this news To be honest Cracking open My Chateauneuf de Pap As we speak Get Cregan in Says Glenn Barry We'll speak to Stephen Who's a Motherwell fan next Any other thoughts out there? Let's hear them right now the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Be honest, Hugh. Did you expect to be talking about Motherwell to lead the show on the eve of the new season? I did not. Uh, but it is a big story. It's only right that we focus on it. I go back to my original point, though. It should not be construed as a failure on the part of Scottish football in general, a failure mm. on the part of the Premiership in particular. We've got many great things coming up this season and we'll have a terrific Saturday and Sunday of Premiership mm. football. Motherwell collapsed on two occasions against the fifth best team in the League of Ireland. That reflects badly mm. on Motherwell. I'm quite torn on this one, right? Because I am... Feel responsible I'm willing for us I'm willing for Motherwell To, to take the blame Right yep. But Go back a couple of months Rangers reached the Europa League final uh-huh. And we kept hearing a phrase Banded about oh, That's great That's great for Scottish football So why is last night Not terrible for Scottish football Well it's It was great for Rangers That they reached mm-hmm. The European mm-hmm. final But people did keep saying That it was good for Scottish good football for the profile Yeah So this uh, must be bad for the profile yeah, On the flip side b- Bad for the profile But not necessarily a condemnation okay. of the entire game in the Premiership. Let's get the thoughts of Stephen, who's a Motherwell fan on the line. Stephen, take it away. Long time coming, um, but the players have to take responsibility as well. But since since January, it's not been good enough. Um, five wins this year, 
Um, we made the right decision getting rid of them. I was fortunate enough to be staying in the same hotel as the team. And you could tell last night, uh, I seen Graham Alexander and Chris Lachetti sitting last night when I went in after being at the pub and they looked dejected. They looked flat. Um, but it's 100% the right decision. But now we move on to Sunday and the players have to take responsibility now to step up. So you're trying to tell me that Motherwell fans came back from the pub after a few Guinnesses, no doubt, and managed to walk past the manager and, and not say anything to him. I'm quite impressed at that. Well, I managed to, because yeah, I'm not <laughs> believing in kicking somebody when they're down. Um, but, uh, hi, it's a correct decision. It's a fan on club at the end of the day, and, and there was a large majority of supporters that wanted him out the door. Mm. Yeah, I said it before, I think every, every Motherwell fan will agree, or most of them, that it was the right call. But how, how damaging is this timing, Stephen? What does it feel like to get into, whether you think this was the right decision? You go into this weekend, it's the start of the league, don't have a manager, and you do have that manager's team because he signed the players in the summer and he recruited most of that team. It's not, it's not ideal. Nobody would want the manager sat before the first game of the season. But uh, there was that much pressure coming from supporters and understanding was so... That uh, after that, um, the most embarrassing result in Motherwood recent history, um, they had to make that decision. And there's a clear candidate for me, um, Duncan Ferguson. That's who I want in the door. See a few people mention it, Hugh. The box office. Well, you know. The, the, and by the way, a, a good coaching pedigree as well. Yeah. Um, whether Duncan would be interested in coming back to Scotland. When did he leave here? 1994? Or something around that time? Uh, you know, he's made a life. Uh, on Merseyside in particular, uh, the the job he did whenever he was asked to become interim manager of Everton was inspiring. It lifted players. Uh, it would be terrific again for the profile of the game if Big Duncan came back up here and assumed a role like that. He, he did say when he left Frank Lampard at Goodison Park that he was going off to seek other opportunities. I think if he came back it would have a tremendous effect on the people of Motherwell, the players at Motherwell, uh, and I think it would be an imaginative idea. You having that as a suggestion, Kenny? You know, he's, uh, I mean, Hugh's touched on a lot of the points there in regards to the job that he'd done when asked to take over at Everton, and he seemed to galvanise people, you know. Uh, that's no, you would, wouldn't you, required. if you were terrified of him? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> galvanise me, dunk. that's for sure. You were big, big dunk telling you what to do, then you're going to go and do it, you know. So it was, uh, no, it would be a, it would be interesting. He's, he's definitely wanted to take a step into management in his own right. Uh, he's made that decision after a long, long time ever and probably could have stayed in that club and, and, and the job that he was in for, a, for for as long as he wanted to be there. So he's, he's made the decision to leave to probably pursue his own managerial career. So Scotland might be a place he might look to land in. You know, I did hear they had been linked with a few team championship jobs over the, the course of the summer, but obviously that's that's went now. The, the jobs have come and gone. So maybe Scotland might be somebody who could turn up and, and, and cut his teeth in management. Stephen, forgive me, in, in the middle of that, did you mention you thought that was Motherwell's most embarrassing result ever or something along those lines? Is that how strongly you felt about last night? Definitely in recent history. And if you appoint somebody like Duncan Ferguson, there's somebody that you played with that's a Motherwell legend that can come in as an assistant as well. And James McFadden. So they could work as a manager team, but uh, definitely that's the most embarrassing result in my time. Okay, I've seen it could be off our way in Rovers. But we still had a better squad at that point and we had the direction. When we've been beat last night, there was no sense of direction. We've got rid of all our midfielders capable of putting in a tackle. So our midfield has no balance. And we play three up front. 
with no pace on the wing, it's Mr. Brown. The play is slow and laboured. Um, I still think we need a couple of signings in, uh, and we're in the position where we need a new manager. But for me, Duncan Ferguson and David McFadden, they manage the team. Well, you have to pay for them first, <laughs> Stephen. You know, uh, Fadi do it for nothing, surely, would he? If he's no, listening, no, no, he wouldn't no. Have give you that guarantee. Love right of the club and all that stuff. No, 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 no that won't happen at all. Uh, and big dunk wouldn't be cheap, uh, but it would be imaginative. Uh, it would galvanise, as Kenny said. Uh, but there, there are other people out there as well who currently work in the Premiership who might be interested in it. Um, but as I say I, I, Big Dunk had not crossed my mind But now that Stephen brings it up That would be quite a story uh, Kenny what about you know Where Motherwell are at as a team Stephen's given us a really good Insight into how he feels as a As a fan about midfielders that have been let go And, and what the balance is like And the formation and the, the lack of Pace on the wings and all that That's something I know that you agreed with You were nodding along yeah, I think when you play that, I mean, listen, I've said many a times on the show that a system is, is three numbers that you put together. So four, three and three, it's, there's a million different ways that you can play it. But a traditional way, and I'm sure the fans would like to see it, when you're playing with two wingers and a striker, you would like to see a bit of pace and a bit of creativity on the sides. And it doesn't seem like they, they have those players in the building. And I know what we say there's a few players that were let go over the course of the summer. I think Roberts and uh, the other one Willery. was Willery that had moved on. They were, listen, they may not have been the, the quality and they did play their part in that horrific running results. But they're definitely players that that's their specialised position. So, again, I'm only speaking for what I see and listening to Stephen talk as well. It's probably similar the way I'm thinking, but Graham might have wanted to play it a different way with mm. inverted wingers and then you've got the full-backs on, but then I don't really see the full-backs yeah. doing that that job, yep. to be honest with you. So there, is, there does seem to be something there. The, the positive for any Motherwell fan and, and a Motherwell manager coming in is as long as the funds available, you've still got four and a half weeks, five weeks of a transfer window to go and assess quickly. And then maybe put it right and get a few new faces in the building that will get the get the fans excited. Stephen, is this enough to make you optimistic about the season, or are you fearful when you look at the group of players that's left? You look at the potential disruption of losing a manager on the opening weekend. Are you fearful for this season? Well, it's not uh, sure about it. The players are still being shambolic, but this is a decision that needs to be happened. And I'm definitely going into Sunday more optimistic than when I was when I left the ground last night, um, because we can change it now. And hopefully, I still believe that we'll be good players there technically. But um, I would like to see you play a pass into midfield for the start and not just lump the ball into areas. Um, so hopefully there's a change in the style of play. And um, I've been told that Stevie Hamill's taking the team on, on Sunday. So hopefully he changes the style of play a wee bit because it's been abysmal. And now, Stephen, I'm sure I could hear that your emergency exits are here, here and here in the background a few minutes ago So I think we better let you get off, are you heading back from Ireland by any chance? Yeah Good yeah. man, right, safe trip home, we'll speak to Stephen soon um, And Hugh, look, football does this to you, as if this is not an incredible enough story Who do Motherwell face at the weekend? Stephen Robinson, yeah. St Mirren And had Keith Lasley not taken the job as the new Chief Operating Officer of St Mirren He yeah. may well be in charge of Motherwell tomorrow and even permanently, who who knows? But that that's there's a there's a real link between the two clubs at the moment. So quite yeah. fitting that they should come up against each other. But I think uh, you know Keith Lasley had uh, started uh, courses which were not about taking football teams so much as running football clubs. So Keith may see his uh, his future down that line. I think the St Mirren game 
with respect, is a good one for Motherwell because St Mirren have started in a vulnerable fashion. Since Stephen Robinson took over the club last season, they have never had a strong run. They are the best opponents for Motherwell on Sunday because Motherwell will get that lift. If the fans are encouraged by Graham Alexander going and perhaps some of the players weren't all that keen on Graham Alexander either, then they will get some kind of lift on Sunday against a team who are in need mm. of a lift themselves. OC Dosser Martin says, I've never seen a fan base so disillusioned with a manager as bad as this. And I count Malpass and McGee version 2 in this. Um, Kenny, if you were a player in the dressing room, I mean, you've been in many dressing rooms, you've seen lots of drama unfold. How would you be feeling? Well... When any time this situation occurs, there's always some guys that'll be happy because maybe they're not getting a game or like numerous fans that have already been on, maybe not quite enjoying the way mm-hmm. the team's been playing and they, maybe they think there's more in the team, you know, and there's more in the players that are actually in the building. There will also be guys there that might be a bit disappointed. Graham might have had real good relationships with some players, potentially brought club, the players to the club that... Well, especially the three that have just signed, you'd have well, to think, wouldn't you? You would think that because when you're doing recruitment for... For new players over the course of the summer, you put a lot in it as a as a as a manager or, or a coach. So I'm sure they'll have been speaking with the players regularly over the course of the the number of weeks it probably took to get the, the deals over the line. So you start to get a bit of closeness to them. And before a league ball's kicked, where you've came to a club for a manager, these guys in particular may be a little bit unhappy because they might have came to the club for Graham, mm. you know, and and they've he's maybe painted a picture of where these players fit into where how he sees the team playing, yeah. you know. So it's, it's a, it's, there's always a mixed bag. Uh, ultimately the players are players and this is a part of football so when the new man comes through the doors whether it be next week or, or the week after the players will have to respond and, and do a better job than, than what they've actually been doing at the moment Right, Albert is in Dublin How's it going Albert? How you doing Gordon? Yeah, evening, good, you. evening Kenny uh, What's your point Hi, tonight Albert? Well Gordon, just in relation to the uh, result in uh, Sligo last night and the way it's been conceived or perceived I should say as, as a shock in many circles, particularly in Scotland. Um, that's, that in itself is the biggest shock to me. This result didn't really come as any surprise um, to me or to many other people who follow uh, local football here. I've watched Celtic since the early 80s and followed Shamrock Rovers here in Ireland since the late 70s. So I take a keen interest in, in both leagues. And in, in my time watching both those leagues, I've seen a decline, an overall decline in the standard in Scotland. And at the same time, uh, an improvement in the standard here in Ireland. Now, I'm not saying our league is ever going to surpass Scotland. I, I can't see that ever happening because football is in the DNA in Scotland. We, we just don't have that here. It's not like that. Um, but the fact that um, Sligo, in my opinion, were the weakest of our four representatives in Europe this season. Shamrock Rovers being the champions, St. Pat's and Derry um, being the, the next two clubs. Now, last night, St. Pat's uh, won away in Slovenia against a team that beat Spurs last season. And um, we were very unfortunate during the week that we played Ludovic Goretz, the champions of Bulgaria. Now, we are 3-0 down from the fourth leg, unfortunately, after a very poor first half in Bulgaria. But on Tuesday night in Dublin, we had them rattled. We were winning 2-0 with seven minutes to go. And in the injury time, they scored the, the, the one goal that really killed off the tie. 
so you know it has to be remembered that Sligo Rovers my own team Shamrock Rovers St. Pat's Derry other clubs like that are not part-time clubs they're full-time teams in the middle of their season and I think that's a great advantage against any club that's just starting off their season the match practice under the belt mm-hmm. yeah, yeah is, that, is that a fair point Hugh it is something that was mentioned um, over the piece um, and again once you start all that soul searching don't know, do our clubs need more games if we played summer football would it be different all, all those types of discussions end up rearing their heads again First of all, Albert, let me tell you that I'd never be disrespectful to the people of Sligo because my grandparents came from Sligo to this country. So we are a Sligo-based family. But the League of Ireland is not as big as the SPFL. The Premiership is bigger than the League of Ireland. Motherwell did not score a goal against Sligo. Unacceptable. Motherwell lost home and away to Sligo. Unacceptable. Sligo, and I do take on board the, the fact that people tend to dismiss the League of Ireland as an irrelevance, but I'm not dismissing it as an irrelevance. However, I am pointing out that Sligo are the fifth best team at the moment mm. in that league. Well, Albert did say that. He said he felt they were the, the weakest of, yeah. of Ireland representatives. And for for a, aside from the Scottish Premiership to play that badly, to concede the type of goals that they did, to look as ineffective in front of the Sligo goal as they did over three hours of football Albert it was simply unacceptable from Motherwell and unavoidable that it would cost the manager his job Albert yeah yeah. so I agree with you on that all very fair points very valid points but I should point out that unless I'm greatly mistaken and I don't think I am the last three European tours between Irish and Scottish clubs Bohemians Defeated Aberdeen, won in Aberdeen. Gretna were slaughtered twice by Derry City, and now this. Now, if they're not the three most recent, they're certainly three relatively recent tours. That's incredible when you think back to where Scottish football once was and where our football once was. And it, all the more reason why this should not have been a shock. I know you guys are, are thinking, my God, what an embarrassment. Makes our game look pure and all that type of stuff. And, and, and yeah, I can understand people feeling like that. But it, it's it's not that big of a shock to somebody who's sort of paying closer attention to both leagues and the standard and quality in both leagues. Um, again, though, Albert, fourteen home ties Sligo Rovers have played at the showgrounds, and they have won twice. Once against Lithuanian opposition and a second time against Maltese opposition. And now Motherwell have been added to that. So you'll understand that from a Scottish perspective, maybe we're a little vain, but to be associated with a Maltese club and a Lithuanian club, we think we are better than that. And Motherwell should have been better than that. They should at least have run Sligo Rovers closer than they did. Albert, you've put up a good argument We're going to have to agree to disagree Because it's time for the travel We'll do that and we will take more of your calls We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has done his press conference So come on, how much are you looking forward To the start of the new league season Let's hear from you, thanks again to Albert 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here at so one four one nine five one one zero two five. I think we'll move on from Motherwell. You're not impressed? I didn't phone in sick. It crossed my mind. Well, a couple of times. I, I must admit. You know, as the father of three and grandfather of six, I brought in a bottle of Calpol with me in case I had to give it to you. Good. We'll look into that during the break for beat the pundit. Will we? Right. Let's go straight back to Sean, though, who's a Celtic fan in Kilmarnock on the eve of the new season. Sean, not quite for you. You need to wait until Sunday, uh, but you must be looking forward to the new season. Gordon, uh, Hugh, Ken, how are you doing? Good, Good thanks. thanks. You can't, Gordon, I can't wait. It's been um, too long. I think. Um, at the end of every season, you're you either you're either happy or unhappy, but you're looking forward to the football coming back. I think at the end of last season, being a Celtic fan, I think two weeks off was what I needed. <laughs> uh, it was I was stressed, but anyway, I'm looking forward to the season starting. Um, I've got my wee prediction, a couple of wee points, but just before I said to your producers, Kenny. We all know you're a Rangers man, but I just—I don't think it's ever been said. Or there's no appreciation on the show. When you wore that Celtic jersey, you, you always gave 110. percent We know you're a Rangers man, but there's always a lot of respect there. So, thanks, Kenny. You're right, Sean. That's never been said on the show. <laughs> yeah, he is right. That's been a couple of times in the last couple of days. I've heard that. So, like I wow. said, it was uh, no thanks very much for that. Always, like I've said all mm. along, whatever jersey I wore, I always gave everything I've got. So it's nice to. Nice that that's been appreciated ah, and actually noticed. It's easy to be nice in July, isn't it? We'll revisit this. We'll see how Sean feels. Uh, Sean, how confident are you then that, that Celtic retain this title? I'm confident. Yeah, I'm confident um, on the basis that I think we've got a Celtic squad. I spoke to um, Gordon and I think it's Andrew a couple of weeks back, and I, I think was a, a point I was making was Celtic have spent a lot of money to get. To keep Jota and Carter Vickers, but it's not we're not spending money to stand still. It's continuity, and I think the continuity of the squad compared to last year is is what's going to set us in a good stead. But Rangers have signed well, and I think this is the first season in probably nine or ten years where nine in a row we thought it's a foregone conclusion. Celtic's going to win the league. I think after Celtic's performance last year. Or the year before last, sorry, everybody thought Rangers it was going to be a canter, but it's not worked out that way. But this season, it's Celtic fans are going to back their team, Rangers fans are going to back their team, and I don't really think there's much in it, I'm honest with you. Huge, you go along with that? Without doubt, there won't be much in it. Uh, you'll bear in mind that Celtic went 32 games in a row last season with no defeats and were deserved champions as a consequence. But Rangers, for all the mistakes that they made, and there were plenty, uh, we're only five points behind uh, So They're both re- recruited well uh, I think Celtic middle to front Are so entertaining uh, I'm watching Rio Hatati And uh, Matt O'Reilly uh, As ever Callum McGregor Dyson Maida Up front Kyogo you know, Jota has been Got on a permanent deal They're terrific middle to front I still see Little areas of vulnerability at the back They don't have a settled uh, Central defensive partnership Because Starfelt has missed all the Pre-season games due to injury Stephen Welsh Is he going to be there against Aberdeen on Sunday? Probably um, It looks like Celtic have rebuffed The latest approach from Toulouse Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, For Stephen the, Welsh The other thing that 
you know, that I look at and wonder about, and I don't know if uh, Sean would agree with me, but every time I see Joe Hart 50 yards from his goal, I think to myself, the the, the, the one area you have to protect mm. is the space between your two posts and underneath your crossbar. And he's not the best with the ball at his feet to begin with. And to be coming up as a utility defender, 40, 50 yards from his goal, uh, Celtic will get caught with that. Did they get caught out last year? They did in Europe. Uh, he, he lost a bad goal in Europe in that way. But it's gone even further than that now. He he, he wanders all over mm. the place. And you know you, you will get caught. Without doubt, mm. you'll get caught. Sean, what do you think? Is that valid? Or are Celtic maybe within the rights to turn around and say, well, we played that way last year and won the league? I think it's a bit of both of them, honestly. Um, that... I do kind of share Hugh's concern. You watch him pre-season. Uh, whether that you, you expect a guy late thirties to be a bit, you know, professional and, and everything he does, and I think he is. When you, but when you're playing against teams that are kind of lesser opponents, if you will, you, you can do that. But I think I think the flip side of that is Celtic. The way Postecoglou sets his team up is we're going to lose goals. Um, whether whether Hearts should be in that position or not, we're going to lose goals. But I think. Our philosophy is we're going to lose goals, but we're going to outscore teams. And if we outscore teams over 38 games, we'll win the league. Yeah, I think the team that concedes the fewest amount tends to win the league, and that, that obviously happened last year. Uh, we'll get Hugh to hang on to his prediction, and he can give it to us a bit later on. Kenny, uh, Sean, to be fair, is sort of very fair about it all. Thinks Celtic will win, admits, you know, Rangers fans will probably say the opposite. Not much in it. What's going to happen at the top? No, it's an absolute fair assessment. You know, there's been a lot of sense talked from the callers tonight. Good points, uh, and and Sean's absolutely right. Celtic fans, rightly so, will absolutely back their team and their manager and their players. And on the other side of the City Rangers, will do the exact same. And it's no outlandish statement. It's no anything uh, absurd to say that either will win the league. You know, for me right now, and I say that even at the end of last season, and when you see the recruitment that's been done on both sides of the city. I think both teams are really evenly matched. Once you get kind of seven, eight, nine, ten games in, you might see you have a sense of how certain players are. Maybe again with the, with the lads at Celtic, like Sean says, it's about retaining the, the players that they had, the good players, having squad stability and moving forward. And hopefully, the players mm. been better after a year of being at the club. For Rangers, it's about seeing how these players, new players, settle in. Are got, is there many starters within that? Well, I think there will be based on the amount of money spent on young man's I would expect him to start. You're going to have Suter or Davis. One of them is going to be playing alongside Goldson. And I think Lawrence is a definite starter for me. And I've heard really, really good things about Matondo and Tillman as well. So there is both teams have recruited really well. So it just takes some, probably takes them up a notch. But I think equally both sides of the city have went up a notch. So based on the last three games that they played, where it was so, so level, a draw and a one for each and I think it was an odd goal it was one they're really really evenly matched and it's uh, really really exciting to see how both teams will play and I said again I'll reiterate it really hopeful that both teams will be in the Champions League this year mm. because I think for our game it would be a brilliant for where we were a few years back to have two teams representing the group stage of the Champions League would be great for Scottish football who's edging it? Well, obviously I'm going to say Rangers aren't I? I'm going to say Rangers but I can't Even say after with the big, any confidence big, the big Tribute that Sean paid to the you know, start as I'll well tell you, I'll tell you part of the reason behind it And it's not just with the blue tinted glasses on I think the team that loses the league The year before There is an extra pressure put on you That you have to go and try and retain it And I think we, the, I think we see that in the recruitment 
I think you see that they know the importance. Rangers have gone for it in recruitment a bit more than you thought they might. Uh, well, not so much. I never expected to see seven and potentially still more to come. Mm. Uh, new signings in there I think when you lose a rebound Bassi I suppose you've now got funds that you can go do it and these players need to be replaced so uh, yeah I think they've went for it and I just feel there's always a pressure on the team that's lost the league the year before to actually go and win it back yeah, It's been a real mixed bag amongst the pundits I must admit a few Celtic suggestions a few, few Rangers suggestions as well Sean's obviously back in his team and it was nice to hear you Sean in Kilmarnock 01419511025 to join in the discussion and it's already time for this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. You both feeling good about a new season of Beat the Pundit? Oh, it's a fresh start. You've been looking forward to exactly anything is possible. Simon Donnelly, who was one of the top performers last season, loses on Wednesday night. First defeat for the pundits of the season. So who knows how Hugh Keevens and Kenny Miller have come through pre-season. We will find out if you call before 7 o'clock. 0141 951 1025 and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here We're getting even closer to the start of the new league season Hugh Evans, you can do the arithmetic We're not many num- uh, many hours away But we're looking forward to it It all starts tomorrow Livy Rangers at 12 noon Three big games in the Premiership thereafter Two on Sunday And of course so much intrigue as always in Scotland You look at that Championship Some tasty ties in there All of a sudden Cove Rangers are a Championship team Done so well to get there So are Queen's Park uh, They've got huge ambitions Some familiar names in that division as well And Leagues well, 1 and 2 Looking fantastic as well What a season we should have in store You didn't need the Calpol Because Motherwell lost last night mm. But Producer Callum might need it He's getting Fretful Over Dundee United At Kilmarnock tomorrow You know The artificial surface Derek McInnes They look good Kelly He does have Dylan Levitt posters On his wall though Which for me At his age A little bit strange But yeah. Like We, we Live and let live, as they say. But you put them beside Paul Sturrock and David Neary, so it's okay. <laughs> 0141951102.5. We've got some interesting stuff to hear from Ange Postacoglu and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, so you'll be in good company. Pick up the phone and we'll speak to you after this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Did you hear the big news, though? He's oh. had a promotion during the summer, has producer Callum. Oh. He is now chief tosser. Of the coin On Beat the Pundit I was fed up of the responsibility It was bringing me too much pressure So I've passed the baton Or the coin to be specific over It's a bit big time that for me Just yeah. getting somebody to toss the just coin like I think We should get Varen to examine the toss Well Bartley had his own version of it He used to lean over and video the, the, the toss of to the make, coin To make sure you weren't the To answer. make sure that we weren't cheating Honestly that's the sort of suspicion we live with in here Anyway Chris is in Coatbridge How's it going Chris? Hey how are you? Yeah, not bad at all. Are you feeling confident? You've been studying up over the summer? Uh, yeah, I normally do pretty well, so yeah, I'd give it a good bash. I like that. I like a man with confidence. Heads, it'll be Hugh Keevens, who finished near the bottom of the table, will we say? That's respectability. Uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't drop down a division. Last season. Uh, let's see what we've got. Tails, it's Kenny Miller. Callum, good toss from you, and it is heads. It's Hugh Keevens. <sighs> Your first of the new season. If Sid can lose, Shug can go as well. Come on, you. Let's see what you've got for us, Hugh Keevens. We'll give you some Clyde 2. To, 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 before we do that, did you hear his, his musical revelation last night? He's got a Lady Gaga album at oh, home. Was it? We were yep. giving Mark Wilson a bit of stick because he's missing the opening weekend of the season to go and see Lady Gaga okay. in London. 
We thought that was bang out of order until Hugh piped up that he's got a Lady Gaga album as George well. George Bowie phoned me this morning on the programme to say, go on then, what <laughs> Lady Gaga album have you got? Look, I don't know what's on Clyde 2 right now. I'm going to guess it's not Lady Gaga, no, but no, I'll no. see what I can do. We'll speak to you in a minute. Right, we've got rid of him. Great, we can say nasty things behind his back. Uh, Chris, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Just answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know, okay? Yeah, sure, no problem. Good man, 30 seconds then and your time starts now. Name the only side apart from Rangers Alan McGregor has over 100 appearances for. How? Which French club did Christopher Julian leave to join Celtic? Wren. Who is the most recently appointed manager in the Scottish Premiership? Pass. How many teams are in the Scottish Championship? Ten. Which now English Championship side was Billy Gilmore on loan with last season? Who captained St Johnson during their cup double win in the 2021 season? Pass. And in which decade did Motherwell last win the Scottish Cup? The 90s. Okay, let's bring him back. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Wasn't Gaga, was it? No, it was somebody I've never heard of. Salt and pepper. Let's go, Hugh, you ready? Same set of questions. 30 seconds on the clock. Time starts now. Name the only side apart from Rangers that Alan McGregor has over a hundred appearances for. Hull. Which French team did Christopher Julian leave to join Celtic? To lose. Who is the most recently appointed manager in the Scottish Premiership? Um, pass. How many teams are in the Scottish Championship? Ten. Which now English Championship side was Billy Gilmore on loan with last season? Norwich. Who captained St Johnson during their cup double win in the 2021 season? Uh, pass And which decade did Motherwell last win the Scottish Cup? That would be in the 90s Okay Chris, what's the verdict? You both sounded like you were pretty confident I think it, I think we've got the same answers correct each mm, Let's find out, shall we? There was one notable difference That might decide yeah. it Yeah, name the only side apart from Rangers That Alan McGregor has over 100 appearances for It's Hull 141, you both got it I'm going to come back to the next question. Uh, who's the most recently appointed manager in the Scottish Premiership? Next to the Dylan Levitt poster and the oh, Paul Sturrock Jack poster. Ross. Oh. Jack Ross. Uh, so none of you got that. How many teams are in the Championship? It's 10. You both got it. You both knew that Billy Gilmore was at Norwich. Neither of you knew that Jason Kerr was the St. Johnston captain for the Cup double. Uh, double, easy for me to say. And you both knew that Motherwell last won the Cup in the 90s, just 1991. Who was that against producer Callum? Oh no Listen That's <laughs> about all I've got to brag about tonight Seriously Just give me the small victories uh, Where we can So It means it's all going to come down to the next question Because you did have different answers Which club team Which French team did Christopher Julian leave to join Celtic? Hugh said Toulouse Chris said Wren And the answer is Toulouse Chris Oh no I can't, Oh no That's exactly how I feel Nine, nine weeks off And I've not had to stare At the sight of Hugh Keevans With his arms outstretched As if he's just 100 metre gold At the Commonwealth <laughs> Games But he's done it Chris It was a really good effort I must say One, two, three, four I think that's the second night In a row Chris That the listener has lost With a five Hard lines Well, well played you Thank you All the best Chris Look Thank at you that. A nice game played In a good spirit there is, there is a nice spirit In the air Kenny Apart from that first 40 minutes about Motherwell But since then Everyone's optimistic Everyone's friendly Ahead of the new season That is And just wait till Monday night I can't, I can't wait to switch on the show On Monday night And listen Because it'll be drama Everywhere It's funny how you get Into the habit You know I saw the refereeing appointments Today for the weekend And all I, all I thought was 
Which of these is going to be mentioned first on Monday oh. night? Maybe we've turned over a new leaf But don't be fooled Hugh The community has been rocked I was in a, a local play park with my daughter Early yeah. this morning And a young boy came over He said he was 11 years old And he said that He asked He said he was a Muddle fan Asked if I was a Muddle fan And said he punched his Xbox <laughs> In disgust Last night at the game So listen, it's, it's not been a great start to the season for everyone What's an Xbox? Nah, never mind, we'll explain it <laughs> at the next break 01419511025 Reese is a Rangers fan on the line You're first up, Reese. We're not too far away at all The trip to Livingston tomorrow How would you sum up your feelings about the new season? Um, optimistic as ever As a Rangers fan You're always looking to go into the season And do well You're always looking to win trophies I think we're signed strong this year. I'm hearing reports and seeing things on social media. I've not had a chance to really properly check through it. You guys might be able to confirm. I'm hearing Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos have both signed new deals. Massive, massive news if it's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's confirmed yet unless I've, I've somehow missed something. I know that Giovanni van Bronckhurst uh, was speaking uh, today. Uh, and I will say, though, Gordon, I think Rangers have started to play the player trading model very well. To get the money they have received for Joe Aribo uh, and Calvin Bassey uh, and to bring in others while making a handsome profit and the others that they have brought in uh, show tremendous promise. Uh, I think they've had a very good close season and I agree with Giovanni van Bronckhurst when he said this morning that he thinks that Rangers are actually better than uh, they were last season in terms of uh, squad strength. Where does the confidence come from, Reese? Because we always sort of look back to last season where I would imagine you were even more confident of, of winning the league because everyone was. Our pundits were 100% in favour that the Rangers would win it last season and they didn't. But, you, you know, you, as a fan, I suppose you're always able to come back for more and be confident again. Where does the confidence come from this time? Oh, absolutely. It's just, I, I like... I think last year was this is the kind of calm before the storm, isn't it? This is like the night before really all the madness truly kicks in. That's why everybody's so happy and optimistic the night. But I think it comes from, you know, Rangers to me, the the run they had, you know, they were a bit sticky in the middle of the season and that ultimately cost them the league hang towards the tail end of the season. I think they looked strong, I think they looked fit, they looked technically good. They were going up against some of the best teams in Europe and getting results as well. Obviously we know what happened in Seville. But, you know, towards the tail end of the season, especially that cup final, again, having to go into extra time and just finding a way to dig deep. You know, you can never question this team's character. And I think, first and foremost, that's what you need to go into a team, um, into a league campaign strongly. The character has to be there. And Gio's definitely got that and installed into the team. Not that it wasn't there before, but, you know, there's, just a, there's a different mentality. There's a calmness about the squad. Joe Rebo's going to be an absolutely massive miss this year. But I've got great confidence. I'm not saying Tom Lawrence is Joe Aribo, but I think Tom Lawrence will score goals. I think he will be the go-between between the midfield and the strikers. And I think you'll see him pop not more often than another season. So I'm expecting big things. Um, if we are holding on to Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent, you know, for me, Alfredo Morelos is still the main man for Rangers. If he's fit, he plays. So to, to have him for another season, of course, that's going to make you stronger. Um, I think Rangers just need to get a, a good start tomorrow. And that'll be us for the season We just need to kick off And get a good start I'm going for a wee 3 now win I feel like last season Blew so many Of the cliches out the water About you know The the continuity that Rangers had Ultimately that That didn't count And it was Celtic's Makeshift operation That they came together And won the league Also the thing about A, a fast start Because Celtic oh. didn't Have oh. one far oh. from it It was a, a dreadful start And went on to win Listen that's Of course You would still rather Start the season well I'm not saying anyone 
uh, sets out not to So you can understand Reese will be the same as Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Kenny wanting to go there to Livy And win What about Tom Lawrence As Reese mentions Is he one you've got high hopes for What have you sort of heard of him Or made of him Well I've seen him play for a number mm-hmm. of years uh, In the Championship And I think I think Reese has nailed it He will add goals to this Rangers team That's an area When you look at Your Joe Rebo will be a loss But Joe Rebo As much as he's done a really, really good job Is not a right winger or on even an inside right one, and I, I don't. I think that's potentially why he, he, part of the reason he might have, he might have moved on. Yeah, he had a year left. Yeah, they got good money for him, and he's got a chance to go and play in the Premier League. But I think Tom Lawrence playing off that side, or Matondo playing off that side, and Lawrence maybe playing inside off the striker, he will add goals. It's as simple as that. And I think when you look at the players who have played in the wider areas for Rangers over the last few seasons, they've not had enough goals coming for that area of the pitch. And to rely solely on an Alfredo Morelos to be pitching in with 25 to 30 goals, you can't consistently do that. You need to weigh in from other areas. So, and the other, the, the next top scorer is normally your fullback, being James Tavernier. So, I think the Tom Lawrence will be a very, very good signing and really effective. And like Reese says, he will add goals because he wants to score. Mm. You know, he's a, he's a different proposition to what they've had in that area of the pitch. So, he will score goals. I've absolutely no doubt about it. Reese. Could I just ask Kenny quickly, you know, Kenny, do you think, do you think Ryan Kent, um, you know, Tom Lawrence and Rabbi Matondo coming in, do you think that takes a bit of pressure off Ryan Kent? Because we seem to have been kind of heavy down the left-hand side the past couple of years. I know you're saying about James Tavernier, but it's a, it's a kind of one-man mission with him, you know, it takes a lot of pressure off of Kent and Tavernier, especially with the goals with Lawrence, because I think he does bring that. No, he does. You're right, Reese, and I think... Uh... A lot's been thrown at Ryan Kent over the last season or two about the lack of goals that he's got considering he plays every single week when he, if, if he's fit he plays because he's a wonderful footballer and the thing with Ryan is he just he plays the game a certain different way. I think he can arrive in the box better. I think he can really attack that back post and, and maybe have a little bit more hunger to get in the box to score goals to go on the end of things when the ball's on the opposite side. But what he does when he's on the ball is attract players towards him and it frees up his teammates you know he's a wonderful player uh, and it'd be brilliant news for every Rangers fan if, if he's, he has signed a new contract along with Alfredo and you're right it does take a little bit of pressure off him but, but Ryan Kent for me if Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos are fit they still play yeah. I agree with you he's, he's going to be the main man Alfredo supported now by Cholak so it's uh, they've got some real options on that other side now and options that that is their position no somebody who can play there or we can fit a week in a square peg into a round hole it's, a, it's players that that's their specialised mm. position and they're very very good at it Reese, hang on the line I'll get your thoughts on this because we're going to hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst it is of course seven new additions to the squad heading to Livingston he obviously feels they're ready to mount a league title challenge now on Alfredo Morelos he's been out since March he will miss the game but could feature in Tuesday's Champions League qualifier I think we have a strong squad. The level on training, the competition we have for all places is is really high. And uh, that's what you want when you uh, play for a team like like Rangers. So uh, I'm I'm happy with the competition we have now and uh, and the quality in depth. But hopefully he's, he's already um, training big parts of the session with us. He looks stronger every every day when he... When he joins us, so hopefully um, we can um, have him back really quick in the in the squad to be involved. So um, you know we named him in the squad for the first ties of the the competition. So Tuesday and the Tuesday in a week. So hopefully he will 
he will get involved uh, really soon. Just on those contracts as well, now Alfredo Morelos believed to be close to signing a new deal, so is captain James Tavernier. Still, I think it's two years left, but a new contract would see him go past the 10-year mark at the club. However, speaking about it, he's been keeping his cards close to his chest. I've got a great relationship with the club, uh, with Ross and um, obviously the boss. My full focus is obviously tomorrow. You know, I've got a great relationship. Um, I love being here. It's an honor to be captain. But obviously, talks are still going. Um, you'll be the first ones to know uh, once it's signed. Um, but I'm really happy here. And my full focus is obviously on tomorrow's game. Uh, Reese, I take it the, the way the business is being done, not only with players incoming, but, but trying to tie up Morelos, trying to tie up James Tavernier, that's every bit as important, maybe even more so? Oh, absolutely. I mean, James Tavernier's, to me... He's, you know, I know some people have said things about Tav over the years, but you know, he, he is the definition of a Rangers captain for me. You know, on and off the park, he just he's, he's there every week. Is he's an ever consistent for the team? Like Kenny was saying as well, Alfredo Morelos to me. I mean, people that amazes me. People still talk about you know his discipline. You're going back three or four seasons now. If he had a, a bad season discipline-wise for me, he is still the main man for Rangers. You know, I was I think if Rangers had lost Morelos, they would have left themselves short. They would have had to have been in and strengthened again in that department. Um, you've got to give players time. Antonio Chola is just new to the league. He will need time to settle. You don't want him coming in and having all this pressure straight away. Some players don't cope too well with it. Um, so for me, Alfredo Morelos is still the main man. And if these guys are signing new contracts, then again, that is strengthening the club and it is brilliant for us to go forward there. Yeah, it's like uh, Carter Brickers and Jota at Celtic. Uh, the fact that Celtic held on to both of them was great news for the fans because they realised the importance of the pair. Likewise, Morelos and Kent, I think that the, the deals that Rangers have done, they are now in a financial position where they can extend their contracts. Um, they've made good money from Nathan Patterson, from Calvin Bassey and Joe Aribo. They've taken the best part of, what, £40 million in this calendar year. Uh, so to get Kent and Morelos to stay at the club mm. is a big thing for Rangers and I think James Tavernier understands the high regard in which he's held mm. by the Rangers fans he's been here long enough to know that he has ridden out the storm you know we used to get people here saying he can't defend uh, then there was the programme article they got people upset uh, but he has seen it all now he captained the side that stopped Celtic from winning 10 in a row that adds to his legend in the eyes of the Rangers fans and I think he knows that he cannot top where he is at present he's got the potential to be playing Champions League football this season he can't do better at his time of life than staying with Rangers we should say for anyone who's just turned on the radio and thinks that Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent have signed new deals they haven't and there's certainly there's there's a suggestion clearly about Ryan uh, about Alfredo Morelos that came from Giovanni van Bronckhorst um, but we're talking sort of hypothetically going forward just for the avoidance of doubt how how much will the James Taverniers of the world Kenny have been stung by last season in the league and I'm sure they loved going to Seville and winning the Scottish Cup Um but given there was so much expectation Like we said many times Everyone thought Rangers were going to win the league last season And they didn't Will they have been stung by that? Definitely they will have And that's why I think I, I, would, I wouldn't say it gives them an edge Over Celtic But what it does do It has to give them Within the building A real determination To go and kind of put that right And win the league back uh, And that's why I think I said when you talk about the recruitment 
guys who have been I mean James is now you're saying could almost surpass 10 years mm-hmm. at the football club you know so he's been through the ringer over the years in terms of the, the, the championship season and then the two three years that followed after promotion it was it was tough it was tough being a Rangers player and, and he's been through a lot of that but uh, he'll definitely want to be picking up I mean, he'll, guys like Conor Golson staying and you know I, I hoped that the European run and, and winning the league and having a chance to win the Scottish Cup which they went on to do will give these types of guys real hunger for more success uh, uh, to help the club get more success with, in trophies and leagues and it's uh, yeah I think last season will have, will have hurt them and, and yeah it was great to go to the Europa League final but even that will have hurt mm-hmm. you know because you're a final you're actually one kick of the ball away with Ryan Kent in the 120th minute that you could have been a absolute written in stone in Rangers history. So uh, yeah, last season what we've heard it was a little consolation winning the Scottish Cup after a real long season. But they need to dust themselves off, and I'm sure they have, and they'll be going again, and they'll be absolutely all out to try and get that league back while still negotiating their way through these mm. two Champions League qualifiers because it would be brilliant that I said if Rangers seen Rangers back and your Champions League nights back at Ibrox as well as Celtic Park Reese, you're a good man it was nice of you to share your time tonight 01419511025 we've got a full time teaser and some very interesting comments from Ange Postacoglu today I'm going to play them for you next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's that time of the night when Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller become a team They team up and try and figure out the answers to a f- footballing question sent in by one of you And tonight it's a regular on the full-time teaser scene We've not heard from him this season so far But the crazy pony has stepped up to the plate You've only got five names to come up with here, right? So since 97, 98 And I should say, if you like the sound of this If you think, I could come up with a question I want to hear my question used on the show The address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com So the crazy pony says Can you name five old firm goal scorers Since 97, 98 Whose surnames begin and end with the same letter? So since 97-98, five players have scored in an Old Firm game whose surnames begin and end with the same letter. Newman. Brilliant, well done. Oh, that silence is ominous. Any any that spring to mind, Hugh Keevans? Well, plenty of time. You do have plenty of time and you've now only got four to get, to yeah. be fair. So. Um, All right, listen, I'll leave it with you. Uh, uh, go on. Arteta? Yes, Arteta, well done You're making light work of this Only three to go So we'll get them between now and the end of the show I am sure Now I did say there was interesting stuff to hear From Ange Postacoglu He's very often interesting, isn't he? When we get his um, media conferences He says he's not too concerned about other managers Figuring out his style On the the second season, if you like Because the Celtic boss says He doesn't believe other managers pay enough attention Depends how closely they've been paying attention, you know, and my, my experience is they don't usually. Um, so, But that's always a challenge for every sort of football manager and, and, you know, for every club. As I said, you know, I've stated pretty clearly, we've got to be better this year than we were last year if we want to repeat the success. Um, we can't just roll out, go out there and, and, and sort of play at the levels we did last year. Um, it was enough to get us over the line and, and bring us the success we wanted. But, you know, we want to be better this year. And if we are better, then it doesn't guarantee success, but it gives you an opportunity for success. And, and that's what we did last year. As I said, we didn't have a great pre-season, but during pre-season, we still set down 
the framework for an environment that allowed the players to understand that if you're resilient and you, you don't make excuses for yourself and constantly are looking for improvement, you can still achieve. And that's what we did last year. So the message is no different this year. You know, we, we've got to prepare ourselves for a tough season with the full knowledge that people will, will try and stop us from achieving what we did last year. And, and our job is to make sure that we perform at better levels so that doesn't happen. Other managers don't pay enough attention. Well, Does that mean what I think it means or have, I, have we picked that up wrong? Well, here's the thing. I like to think that I can interpret managers and players' words and know what they, they, they mean, but I'm not entirely sure with that sentence from Ange Postacoglu. It's not really style to have a dig at other managers, no, is no, it? He's never uh, really done that. You know, you'd have to say he is the most respectful of men. The relationship that he and Giovanni Van Bronckhurst have, I think, is very, very healthy in a hostile environment, growing more hostile by the season. Uh, I think... He and uh, Van Bronckhurst stand above all of that. Uh, I think Ange has also been extremely complimentary of other managers. Tam Courts last season before he left Dundee United being one. I don't know whether he means Scotland in general. I don't know whether he means in Australia and in Japan and in Scotland. But I would be astonished if anyone took from that that Ange Postacoglu was saying there Mentally lazy here They don't pay attention To what other managers Are doing I don't think that's what he meant mm. What did he mean? I don't know Not a clue <laughs> I mean it does It does Tend to look that way That maybe it, But what I do know is In this day and age Everything's there For any manager Any information you want The data's there And based on everything You're going to play Celtic You need to do your work You know You need to have a fair idea Of what they're going to be Trying to do How they're going to hurt you How they're going to play You know And I know most managers Are well, Pretty much all managers will do that. So I don't know. Uh, he's maybe he's just starting me kind of mind games going into the season. Maybe he's maybe he's going to try and do things a little not not differently in terms of his style at all. But maybe there might be wee tweaks and things that he's hoping people don't pick up on, or maybe there has been tweaks mm. that nobody's ever talked about or picked up on. So the one thing's for sure: Celtic will play a certain way. They'll be trying to attack. They'll be trying to score as many goals as, as they possibly can, and it'll be easy on the eye. There's, that's for sure. There's a, an almost forensic approach. To football now Where clubs uh, Study Footage Of their Next opponents uh, To the nth degree So You know you, you couldn't Suggest that Nobody's paying attention Because You're Under scrutiny In a way Like never before Do you feel like Kenny You know he's Obviously very very set, very strong in his mind as to the way he wants his team to play. We've been through all this for the last year. Do you think this campaign becomes about fine tuning that stuff and adding to it? I think he will 100% look at it that way because he's came into the building last summer. There was a lot of rebuilding needed, a lot of new faces coming, and then it was followed by even, even more new faces in January. He will be looking at moving it on. You know, he's made uh, some good signings. Uh, he's re-signed really, really good players that were a big part of his starting lineup last year, and he'll be looking to move on. You know, he'll be making it, mm. make what was really good last year for been thirty-two games unbeaten. You know, he'll be looking to take that on and make them even more potent. Yeah, because you you can always spin these things a number of ways, and in Glasgow we are the world champions oh, yes. at doing so. You know, if you sign, if you spend relatively big money on say Jota and Carter Vickers, who were there already. Rival fans might say, ah, like you've spent all that money to stand still. Uh-huh. But not if those players are better than they were last season. I mean, right. I, I get the logic, obviously. You know, you've not added the, the new faces. But I'm sure Ange Postacoglu thinks he's now going to have 
a better version of Jota, a better version of Carter Vickers, and that would go for Hatate and Maeda and Kyogo. Now the fun is going to be finding out if that's the case. They might have worse seasons. Who knows? But that'll be the hope. And at the same time, had Celtic not retained Cameron Carter Vickers and Jota uh, on permanent deals, there would have been much unhappiness among the supporters. So it wasn't to stand still. It was to improve and every manager believes that players should improve on the season before. Now, if Jota's better than he was last season and Carter Vickers is better than he was last season, Celtic have spent their money wisely. Uh, let's bring in Kevin, who's a Celtic fan from Motherwell. Optimistic about what lies ahead, Kevin? Uh, for me, very optimistic. Uh, hello, everybody, by the way. Hope you've enjoyed your time off. Thank you very much. Um, um, I, I can't wait for this year. It's not really exciting. I think that both teams made themselves really, really strong. I think this is just my opinion, but if you for, for, if, try to be a wee bit logic, but if you ignore the new players that came in, because we don't know a lot about them for both sides, Rangers and Celtic, so in terms of strength, what we already had, what we know, in my opinion, Rangers are weaker than last season. They've lost arguably their two best players. It's, I know that they've signed seven players and people are saying they've, spent, they've signed well well I don't watch a lot of Turkish football so I don't know about this new fullback. I don't know about I don't watch a lot of Argentinian football so I don't know about our new left back but in my opinion Rangers are a bit weaker I think it's good news they've, they've, they've went because they were to cracking players I know Arrivo tailed off a wee bit towards the end of the season but majority of the season he was really good um, we've kept all our best players we, we signed we re-signed Jota and Cameron Carter Vickers in permanence. Um, Jota was, <coughs> along with Abada, this, by far the strongest winger in the league. Carter Vickers was part of the best defence, one of the two best centre-halves in the league, along with Big Goldson, I would say. So, I, th- I think it's going to be really tight. I think it'll come down to the 4 old firm games, just like the good old days. I think we'll be, with both sets of fans will constantly be looking at the results and listening to the radio or watching the telly. But, I think the Rangers are slightly weaker than they were last season by losing their two big boys. This is the, the kind of remark that you can make tonight. You can't make it tomorrow because we'll be underway and Rangers will start at high noon. But tonight, a Celtic fan can say Rangers are weaker. A Rangers fan will now come on and say Celtic are weaker. Uh, tonight is the last night because Reese, the Rangers supporter who was on earlier, Analysed himself and other supporters perfectly. He said that tonight we can all be happy, but tomorrow they turn into screaming dervishes. Yeah. Uh, you know, just not comparing like for like, though, Kenny. Because to slightly take issue with something you said, you can't really say Celtic are weaker because they haven't lost anyone. Now that that doesn't mean Rangers' new signings might be wonderful and Rangers might win the league by twenty points. So don't get. But I'm not saying Celtic were weaker. Mm. I said that because. Mm-hmm. Sean has uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin has come on and said that Rangers yep. will be weaker. A Celt- mm. a Rangers fan will yep. now have to come on and say no, but, Celtic yeah, but, will be but weaker. But that's my point. I think you're comparing apples and oranges. So you, you couldn't really say that about Celtic because they've not lost anyone. You know? Uh, yeah, but supporters can. Before what, what, what Celtic would that kick be a based ball on? tonight, what would it be based on to say Celtic are weaker? Tom Rogic, I suppose. No, no, no. Based on nothing. <laughs> right, it would okay. be based on my dad's bigger than your dad. And, you know, here we go. They are calm and collected as can be tonight. Mm. As of tomorrow, at noon, 
All bets are off I, mean, I get where Kevin's coming from Kenny But at the same time He himself is acknowledging that Rangers new signings might be absolutely brilliant And then they might they might romp to the league I get what you're saying It's more of an unknown quantity Because you knew that Calvin Bassey Was a very good Rangers player And you knew that Joe Rebo was a very good Rangers player So we'll now find out in the next couple of weeks How they've been replaced Yeah, Bassey was sensational There's no getting away from that For five months But Bonabarasic was a left back that won the league The mm-hmm. season previous yep. And went through a whole season unbeaten As the left back in that league So... Uh, I understand like, I agree by the way I do agree Rangers without Bassian are, are a weakened team Yep As uh, young man's going to be able to follow that There's a lot of good reports Yeah it seems lad. very highly rated Very very it? highly rated And I would, I, I, As a Rangers For Rangers fans I'm sure they'll put their trust In their manager the, Ross Wilson Is their, the director of football And the recruitment That they've spent a lot of money On this boy as well So he's coming With Big big report I think Solid reports on how good a player he is And I'm sure he'll be coming to Glasgow Fully optimism that he can go and be a, a top top player And maybe, maybe kick on again uh, But yeah it's, it's a crazy place we're in at the moment and this, The night before the league season Like Hugh says Rangers fans say one thing Celtic fans will come in and bite back or vice versa The fact of the matter is Celtic have, have signed some really good players And re-signed some good players And kept them to keep that continuity going Rangers for me I think they've strengthened their front line you know, in terms of the strength and depth. Mm-hmm. And I think they have added goals to it. Matondo, I think it was 27 games last year at Circle Bruce, 10 goals. You know, that's better than a goal every three. Tom Lawrence is, I think he's roughly a goal every five games. Well, if he plays 40 games, well, there's eight goals. So that's more goals in those areas of the pitch that Rangers have had in, in the last few seasons. So I think the, the, the front line has definitely got goals in it, or more goals in it than what it has done in previous seasons. Um... You're waiting till Sunday, of course, Kevin. Flag day at home to Aberdeen. What emphasis do you put on getting off to a good start? Because you didn't need it last season. Far from it, but I'm sure you would rather have it that way. We didn't need it last season, but I would rather avoid a heart attack if that's all right. I would rather just go off to a a good good start rather than lose three and six. Um, It wasn't wasn't ideal, but um, you, you need to go off to a good start. And for what it's worth, I think... I've said it'll come down to the four old firm games, but I actually think that Rangers and Celtic are going to get a tougher time against the likes of Aberdeen Hearts this year. Um, Aberdeen were horrendous last season, um, but Hearts were solid. But I think other teams, I think Celtic Rangers will drop more points than they did last season. Put it that way, I think there'll be a good few draws, but hopefully we can go off to a good start uh, on Sunday and just put a marker in that. Uh, I make us. Slight favourites just based on for the league, just be just based on we've kept everybody. As I say, Kenny mentioned there about the boy in the middle being worth eight goals and the centre of the park, which is, is quite right. But I mean, look at look at the amount of goals Jota and Abada got last season. It was absolutely frightening the amount of goal involvements they both had. The uh, Q said, said earlier, middle of the front was frightening. So let's see what happens. It's going to be it's going to be exciting. It's going to be close. But hopefully we got a good time Sunday. Looking forward to it. You've got everyone fired up, Kevin. It's going to be certainly a roller coaster ride, whatever way you look at it. I suppose the the difference, or the, the emphasis, sorry, Kevin placed on the four meetings uh-huh. between the sides here. What did it finish last season? Four points was the final table. I'm Celtic yeah. had it clinched before that, so you can argue amongst yourselves. But four points, to be very simple, come the end of the season. I mean, you look at the old firm games, I mean, Celtic took what? One, four, seven points. 
Out of the Old Firm games Rangers only took what Four of them four. So three of that Three the, points the, out of the four That was left between them At the end of the season The, the day that Cameron and Carter Could be Vickers, counted for No Firm games yeah The day that Cameron and Carter Vickers scored the winner At Ibrooks Changed The complexion Of the title race Um Aaron Ramsey put Rangers in front. They started um, in a ferocious fashion. But then Celtic regrouped. Tom Rogic got the equaliser. Cameron Vickers got the second goal. And that day, followed by the, the, the win at Celtic Park midweek, um, those two games, for me, won Celtic yeah. the league. Kenny, do you expect certainly Aberdeen... Maybe Hibs, a couple of others to, to be better this year. Can they be much worse? Finishing tenth in the league for Wouldn't Aberdeen. Have so. Yeah, I mean if they do, they're in the, they're in the relegation playoff. So I think Aberdeen have to be better. I think Hibs have to be better, and their fans and the boards and their owners will absolutely demand it. Uh, and that's why when when you look at the the league and, and moving forward in it you would think it, it, they should be better placed. I have seen both teams. Uh, I would say Aberdeen do look. Better, uh, Hibs have well they're, mm. they're out the cup already, and I know they had the situation with the player, but they were already. And I think the loss of McGeady is going to be huge for them. One more name at the moment. Then can you name five old firm goal scorers since ninety seven ninety eight whose surnames yes. begin and end with the same letter? You've got Arteta and Newman, Georgie Samaras, Samaras. Well done. Two to get. We'll get them next. Let me remind you of this. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Team of the Week with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Yes, it's new for the brand new season. Every Monday, one of our pundits will select their team of the week from the Scottish Premiership's weekend games, and you can check it out at Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Twitter account, which is, of course, at Clyde SSB. Thanks to Clyde Built Home Improvements, we're giving you the chance to win a current or retro football kit of your choice, and all you have to do is go to Clyde1.com to enter. And please do remember, keep an eye out on that Twitter feed at Clyde SSB on Monday to see the first Scottish Premiership team of the week. We're going to get Hugh Keevan's league predictions next. You won't want to miss that, I'm sure. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A few things to tick off before we leave you. We're going to get the answers to the teaser. More of your calls. We'll get Hugh Keevan's predictions for the league. All 12 managers standing by hoping in some ways that he tips their team to go down because they know that won't happen hoping that he tips someone else to win the league because they know that won't happen but we'll get to them in a second we're also on the question tonight full time at Clyde1.com that is how you get your question used on the show Crazy Pony says can you name five old firm goal scorers since 97-98 whose surnames begin and end with the same letter you've got Samaras Arteta Newman Abada of course, the most recent one, Kieran Boyle tweeted in. He got that one right. Lila Bada, well done. One to get. You see, because you said 97, mm-hmm. 98, my Colombo instincts oh, you've tell got me all figured out. that there's an oldie in there. Yes, indeed. Celtic is the clue. That's all I'm giving you at the moment. And yeah, we're going back a bit for this one. He is not only known to our game as a Celtic player, though. Okay. I'll leave that with you. Uh, 0141-951-1025. Go on then. Reverse order. Put us out of our misery. Who's going down? St Mirren. Stephen Robinson. Phone him. 
No, in fact, you'll be thanking him because you know he'll get it wrong. Yeah. Relegation Sorry. playoff. St Johnston. Oh, he's got in for the Saints. I've still not heard Motherwell yet, which is interesting Motherwell, after tonight's Motherwell news. Motherwell in eighth position. Eighth. eighth, yes, because I think they We're will. In crisis. Yeah, but you'll get a manager in who will be more appealing to supporters and players. Uh, and imagine if it was Big Duncan Ferguson or uh, a, a name of similar stature. Uh, I just feel that yes, it's been a bleak week for the Motherwell fans. To lose twice to Sligo Rovers and not score a goal, not lay a glove on them, but the new manager will bring that. What is it they call it in football? Bounce back ability. Uh, you've missed out ninth, I think, on your sheet for some reason. So you need to do the uh, no, process no, 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 of elimination. No, no. no. Uh, St Mirren in twelfth, St Johnson eleven, Ross County ten. Oh, sorry. Livy nine, Big okay. Marv at nine, Motherwell at eight. Derek McInnes will be just outside the top six with Kilmarnock. And into the top six, Aberdeen will go from 10th to 6th because Jim Goodwin will start to get it right. Hibbs in 5th. Dundee Hibbs above Aberdeen, interesting. Well, okay. I mean, it could be just by one point for okay. all you know. Okay. Dundee United 4th place. I think Jack Ross will take over where Tam Court's left off. Hearts are a stick on for 3rd place. And Celtic in 2nd place. Wow, what makes you say that? Reigning champions. Uh, yep. Um, I'm, you know, we've all agreed that it's going to be tighter than two coats of paint. Therefore, there's not much in it. I I go back to uh, yeah. You have to give some kind of explanation. I do not believe that Rangers are weaker for the loss of uh, uh, Rebo and Calvin Bassey. I think they've made very good signings in the close season break. I think defensively. There'll be no more of the nonsense that cost them points against Hearts and Motherwell at Ibrox, Ross County away, all the, the ones you can remember. Mm-hmm. Dundee United at Tannadice. I think that will be tightened up considerably and I think Celtic middle to front, entertaining, wonderful. But there's a, just a little bit of vulnerability at the back. Okay, okay. Well, I said it's a mixed bag. We've had plenty. I think Marvin Bartley, Mark Wilson, Simon Donnelly, they all went Celtic. I think some others. Hughes gone Rangers. Kenny's gone Rangers. Uh, Kenny, we'll need to be a bit quicker with yours. Give us your, your top six then. You've gone Rangers. Celtic second by any chance? Absolutely, yeah. Funny that, yeah. And Hearts third. I, I can't see yep. anybody displacing them there. I've went Dundee United as well, and I've just flipped. I flipped Aberdeen and Hibs. So, same top four as you. Aberdeen five, Hibs six. You give us a flavour of who's got a big season ahead I won't press you too much on who's going directly down at this point well I think there's I mean, we've already seen one casualty which I thought there was maybe three or four managers who really really need to start well this year and Stephen Robinson is one of them uh, uh, Callum Davidson obviously as well both teams out the cup as well so it's not been a great start so really really important that both get off to a, a decent mm. start Listen, they're not going to win 5 out of 5 I wouldn't imagine but getting and off to a decent start in the league one of your many old teams Livy will they continue to I, just I think they'll be fine. defy things you know, yeah. Yeah, I do think they'll be fine uh, and I think both Jim Goodwin and Lee Johnson have to start yeah. well based on their poor seasons last year. Paul McNeil says, tell Hugh thanks. That's us in Europe. He's a St Mirren fan. That's the <laughs> impact that you have. Simon's a Kilmarnock fan on the line. Simon, he's tipped you for seventh. I don't I don't know how that makes you feel. Yeah, the scariest thing is, apart from Rangers and Celtic being the other way around, his prediction is exactly the same as mine for the oh, table. Oh, so no. uh, I don't oh. know what that says. Well listen There are certain people You never want to be In the same page as And he is one of them In the nicest way possible um, So you would take 7th then Is that, that the aim for Kilmarnock? 
I'll be honest, I'll take 10th. Really? Uh, um, just coming up, you know, I don't think the standard of the league last season was, was that good. You know, Derek McInnes has said that in pre-season. I think we've we've strengthened, certainly in defence. You know, last season, Ash, in the second half of the season, Ash Taylor was dragging that defence through. Um, but we brought in the boy Joe Wright, who was on trial at Hearts. Uh, Lewis Mayo on loan from Rangers. He looks like the real deal. And the boy Alabioso from from uh, Arsenal, even though he only played for 45 minutes, it was one of the best debuts I think I've ever seen. And he's a right back, so he's absolutely, he looks like he could be the real deal. Obviously, tempering expectations with that one because it's just 45 minutes. But yeah, I've got a question for the panel, and uh, I'll go on to talk about the Dundee United game in a minute, if that's okay. Um, I just wondered if they think that outside of Rangers and Celtic, with Postacoglu and uh, Van Bronckhurst, is there a better manager in the top flight than Derek McInnes? Because I don't think there is. Well, uh, Jack Ross at Dundee United, you know, uh, Jack's problem, and he may yet overcome it, is that he gets to semi-finals and doesn't make the final, or he gets to the final and doesn't get over the line. Hard to do that, though, isn't it? But you know, as he's got plenty of time on his side. Um, I have the utmost regard for Derek McInnes as a football person and as a person, full stop. Uh, so I, I do concede that he's a very, very good manager. But Jack Ross and Robbie Nielsen, Robbie Nielsen didn't get the three year extension for fun. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a good manager. Malcolm Mackay did a good job. Malcolm Mackay, I think, uh, again, you know, I don't think Ross County is the end of Malcolm Mackay's story. I think there'll be another club for him down the line. What do you think to come on and have a good manager in Derek well, McInnes? You know, see, when you look, I know they've got a great manager in Derek McInnes, and it was a, you know, a real coup for, for Kilmarnock to. to, to Talk Dell into actually going into the championship because Dell's not a championship manager in Scotland. But when you see when you look through it, you've got St Johnston who have had a manager who had a double two years ago. You've got St Mirren that Stephen Robinson took Motherwell to third. Mm-hmm. Ross County two cup got, finals, two cup finals as well. You've got Dell who's been over the course and distance with Aberdeen cup finals, finishing second in the league. You talk about uh, Jack Ross again didn't get the chance to go to a final because he had lost his job before the before the league cup final this season. So there's a lot of really, really good managers in the league with real experience of having success within the league as well. So it all, all adds to the intrigue. Uh, Simon, getting off to a, a good start, is that something you can envisage tomorrow at home to Dundee United? It's definitely going to be tough. Um, our opening run of fixtures is tough as well. Obviously Dundee United tomorrow, Rangers away, Celtic at home, then Ross County away. But you know that's what you want when you're back in the top flight, isn't it? Being thrown right back into the deep end. My hope is that Dundee United maybe rest some players, maybe not from the start, but bring off some guys with about 60 minutes, especially some of the older guys, Mouth Fletcher and Mulgrew with the European game ahead. But, you know, we're going to, it'll be a big miss losing uh, Zach Kemen in goals. He's been fantastic for us. Um, Kyle Lafferty coming back is a, a big uh, a big bonus, and, and Fraser Murray as well. I think he's been excellent for us. But I just want to say a big well done because the, the news came out that Commanders are, are just a bit short. I think less than 50 short now of hitting 5,000 season tickets so in the cost of living crisis and everything that's going on just now the fact that you know we've sold 5,000 tickets at a big increase from last year's prices as well um, I think that's you know testament to what Kilmarnock will bring to the league I'm looking forward to the you know everybody hating on the pitch again um, I wasn't a massive fan of it but the hate it brings Kilmarnock you know I absolutely love that so 
uh, bring it on. I'm looking forward to you know ruining Rangers' season again. We do that quite a lot, so uh, bring it on. I love that mindset. It might be a rubbish pitch, yeah. but it's our rubbish pitch. Yeah, I, 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 that I, Scottish I, football is brilliant at stuff like that. I take up Simon's point there. Um, you know, that's great in a time of uh, financial hardship that they should sell five thousand. Motherwell had seven and a half thousand people at the first game against Sligo Rovers. You know, that's why the the, the sense of Frustration and disappointment it runs so deep. Seven and a half thousand people. Dundee United have broken season ticket records as well, says producer Callum. Well, doesn't like to be left great, out. Great. You've seen the speed at which he died for that wee button that allows him to talk in my ear there. Hearts have now come up with a system whereby Celtic and Rangers fans will only get very mm-hmm. few tickets for Tynecastle because they have grown a support who can fill Tynecastle on their own. And if Lee Johnson gets. Hibs going, they will be the same. Ah, listen, we've got all that to look forward to. Ticket disputes, referees, VAR, fixture congestion, whatever it is, we'll do it all. Pitches before the end of the season, I'm sure. You've got one more to round us off. Can you name the five old firm goal scorers since 97-98 whose surnames begin and end with the same letter? You've got Lille Abada, Georgios Samaras, Mikel Arteta and Arthur Newman, which means you've got one more to go. Kenny Miller came very close to doing a Bruni there. You get the arms extended, so that well, tells me he knows. Have. Well, he's the only one I can think of. Don't know if he scored. Stubbs. Yes. Oh. Alan Stubbs. Look at that. And it does take us back to that kind of 96, 98. I think we're going to need to extend the show after your predictions. I mean, I can see coming in, like Celtic fans. It's not working the way you would expect it to. I've got Rangers fans that are furious that you've tipped a man hey ho <laughs> raging because she knows that you won't get it right. But then, of course, others are just offended that you've not picked their team and round it round it goes. Listen, turn off Twitter for a week. Oh, yeah. That's the advice that I would give you. We will speak to you very soon, though. A nice six-hour, 15-minute show to ease us back in. Tomorrow we'll be here at 11.45. Make sure you join us for Livy Rangers and then the three big games in the Premiership plus all the fun from the other divisions. We're back on Sunday as well because there's lots to look forward to. But set your alarm. Hugh Keevans will be here. Real strike or not, he'll find his way. 11.45. Make sure you're here. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Really, really looking forward to the new season. Strap yourselves in. It promises, as always, to be an absolute roller coaster. And if you need a man to get you in the mood, not Hugh Keevans, we've got just the fella, George Bowie and GBX Anthems up next.